we're back with another episode of Conversations and Connections. Of course, this is the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency. And with me today, we have one of the Family Crisis Center board members, Jim McReynolds, which is a name that probably a lot of people are familiar with. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. My joy. I appreciate (laughs) that. Thank you so much. Uh, Of course, Mr. McReynolds, uh, former state representative for District 12 um, for East Texas. Uh, When I moved to East Texas, you were our our representative. And I know you deal with so many people and you don't remember this, but I know um, in another lifetime and about 50 pounds ago, I was at KTRE and I know we crossed paths a number of times. I can vaguely and remember doing that. some interviews, either because <laughs> I'd pick up the phone and you'd, you'd always say, "Stuart, this is your favorite representative, Jim McReynolds." Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then I was at Burke Center, and and you're yeah. still on the board at, at Burke. Burke. Yes. And so, um, and of course here at the Family Crisis Center. So I do appreciate you taking some time out, and I, I know enjoy. you. Uh, all the way from St. Augustine. Absolutely. It's not a drive around the block, but I, I appreciate it. Um, well, let's just kind of start broad and we'll kind of narrow in a little bit. What led you to become a board member for the Family Crisis Center or just have that for any board? This is something obviously that you have a heart for. Well, I was invited several times uh, in my legislative career at any rate uh, to come to Candlelight services where uh, significant others had killed their spouses. And it was always teary-eyed, horrible. I remember one year there was over 200 and they read the names. And I'm thinking, you know, what in the world is going on? And then arriving in in Austin, uh, the uh, women's shelters across the state always felt like they were underfunded. And I had the joy of serving on the Appropriations Committee and taking that knife and dividing the pie. And I always kind of, you know, had a heart for it and pulled for it. And when we got all the purple cards that we're still doing right. with our legislators, yeah. I always got a stack of about six inches. <laughs> and I tried <laughs> to read through the names. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said it's better to give than to get. And I think that's probably pretty good philosophy. Yeah. Love your neighbors yourself. That's sure. hard to do, trust sure. me. That's not the easiest thing, especially I... when they borrow your lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, early on, that probably was as significant mm-hmm. to me and who I am just down in my core. Right. And uh, make no apologies for it. Uh, it's just who I am. So who needs your help? Uh, and, and what kind of needs do you have? And, and we all have needs. It doesn't matter whether you live in North Lufkin or Crown Colony or wherever you live, mm-hmm. uh, we have needs. Sure. Uh, some people can help supply their own needs and others need a hand up. Right. Awesome. I'm going to ask you if you do me one favor. If you either scoot the microphone a little closer to you or if you'll scoot yourself just a little bit closer, awesome. Better? I appreciate that. And yeah. I'll come a little Just closer. want to make you, make sure I get every word you say okay. there. Okay. Uh, so being a board member for an agency like ours here at the Family Crisis Center, what would you say, what, what are some of the challenges that a board member faces and, and, and looks at, especially like a nonprofit here? Especially? Sure. Um, the challenge is to do the very best you can for your clients. What can we do to improve their lives? 
what can we do to have better outcomes when they leave here or in our transitional uh, housing. That's always a challenge. Uh, following up a, a year or so later to see how they're doing and if they're thriving or if they're back in a, an abusive situation, uh, that's a challenge. Uh, staying ahead financially is always a challenge and, and uh, you have to take risks to do that. But we do have two brand new <laughs> thrift stores uh, and those were challenges. I had several heart attacks when we talked about you know, <laughs> going into debt <laughs> by millions of dollars and, you know, and I'm counting 15 cents in my pocket. But somehow the Lord has blessed it. And, and Say, the thrift uh, stores do great Come out on the us. other end. Absolutely. Yeah. The thrift stores have been just a boom. Uh, they've averaged in the last several years over a million dollars of, of uh, just direct sales. Now, that's not all profit, but... Yeah. That's unbelievable, and that really keeps us going. That That is the goose that lays the golden egg. Sure. It's wonderful. Well, you know, and that's uh, maybe kind of getting off topic sure. just a little bit, but that's one of the things I like about our thrift stores is that so many other thrift stores in the nation, you wonder how much of that is being kept, how much of it is really going to help those right. who's how much of your donation is lining the pockets of yeah. executives and right. and so forth and i can i know firsthand that you know that it all goes our sales to our clients back where it to goes. our clients it, it's exactly. also a guarantee that if in fact grants that we get mm -hmm. from time to time or we apply for from time to time in lean economic years like the legislature in texas is going to be this year um we have a source of income, and it's unencumbered in, in terms of what it can go to, whereas the grants always uh, mm -hmm. go to specific things. Uh, th yeah. that, that's kind of some of the challenges. Yeah. The, the board really does not challenge each other. We vote unanimously on virtually everything, and, and I think that's because we're all of the same mind. Exactly. Uh, and it's wonderful to serve on a board. Uh, it didn't work that way necessarily in the legislature, but boy, it works in that boardroom next door, <laughs> and it's marvelous to serve with people that have common interest in helping others. Well, and you may kind of have answered my next question, but right. uh, you know, what, what, my next question, you know, we I was ask you, asking you about challenges and everything, but mm -hmm. there's also, there has to be a, a rewarding side to doing something like this, or obviously you wouldn't be doing it. You wouldn't be serving on... Two boards that I know of. You may serve on some other boards. I just I got off the Texas CASA board. Okay. And I served okay. six years on the local CASA board. Um, what's rewarding about it? I think maybe, and we didn't do this very often, but I was board chair a couple of years, and we did it while I was. Uh, every six months or so when we had our board meetings, I would ask everybody to bring desserts and as our clients and their children finished the meal in the back, we brought those down there and to Aww. watch those little children when I'm sitting in your lap getting icing all over you. That is awesome. <laughs> and I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's great. We're going to keep doing it. I just talked to Dan, our new board chair, and <laughs> yeah. said, you know, it's time to do it again, Dan. <laughs> yeah. We also started, and, and we have not, uh, we kind of abolished it because our children don't stay here long. Sure. You know, maybe it's a month, maybe it's two, three at the very most. But we started a little reading program, and uh, several board members and I uh, would share duties of going in the back and reading to the little children. 
and I would go home with just the biggest smile on my face. They, these kids didn't ask to come in the world and, and to live under circumstances that find say, themselves sure. here. Anything that you can do whatsoever uh, to lighten their load and, and show love and respect uh, to them yeah. is very rewarding. Well, you know, for me, working here at the, at the admin, on the administration side of our complex, a lot of times you kind of forget about that Absolutely. until... Three thirty and four o'clock rolls around when all of a sudden you hear the kids coming here from school and you hear the squeals and the hollers and everything and it kind of brings you back why we're here absolutely you know? and it's, it's, it's kind of neat yep uh, yep so a lot of people may know this but I'm sure there's a, a lot of folks that you know they always hear of a board board of directors and board members of of not only nonprofits like ours, but corporations and sure. whatnot. But but for for a nonprofit, what are some of the responsibilities and duties of a board member? What exactly does the board do? Well, we set a budget. <laughs> we try to have enough money to uh, fill in all the holes in the budget. And we have the ultimate responsibility because if this has liability against it or something, it's against us directly as board members. We take that on when you agree to serve, beyond the question of a doubt. So uh, being solvent, obviously, as always, and we've never gotten to a point where we weren't, uh, mm-hmm. but, but it's always nice to know that you have some money set back, uh, and you don't want too much there. It needs to be out working for our clients. Sure. Sure. But uh, that's uh, maybe one of the chief responsibilities that we have. But if you go in and just look at numbers and don't look at children, you're missing the whole point. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, other challenges is, is do we do this? Do we do that? We're at a crisis right now. Praise God, the donations that are being given to us are just in abundance. And we can't hire enough staff to go through those to get them on the, get, get the mm-hmm. products that they bring to us on the sales floor. Yeah. And so we're going to work on that really hard. That's one of my big assignments in the next 30 days. Uh, Start, Lisa, here man, I come. Manning those donations, manning <laughs> the stores. And, and, and that's a huge responsibility yeah. on our end. Uh, try not to keep uh, uh, turnover of personnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want people that carry institutional knowledge and uh, being sure the benefits that people depend on who work for us are there in place, Um, health benefits, retirement benefits, other things like that. Right. So there's always, there's always, you know, a lot of responsibilities and and we spend our board meeting going through these and have sometimes, you know, long discussions. Uh, As I said, somehow or other, I don't know how it works. It's magic, but we come out at the end of the funnel all agreeing. (laughs) (laughs) So you meet, is it once a month? Right. Yes, uh, we, we meet nine out of the 12 months. Okay. Uh, and, and it's kind of hard to get people together in December, obviously, and uh, things are kind of going here pretty smoothly. Now, of course, we can always have a board meeting uh, via teleconferencing mm-hmm. or telephone. Right. And if there was an emergency or something, we can always do that. Yeah. How has – what factor has COVID-19 played oh. in – the, the operation, maybe not so much the operation efficiency of the board, but obviously just meetings and conducting business. How's that affected you? Well, quite truthfully, I haven't been in the boardroom since about March physically. Yeah. And that's hard on me uh, to, to see other board members that just to have the interaction. We had our first in-person 
a board meeting at the convention center and we were a good 10 feet away from each other. We all wore, wore masks, but it's so wonderful to be in each other's presence. It's probably good to see each and, other and it, again, oh, it's right? it's just grand. And we got new board members that we don't even know what they look like till, till we meet. <laughs> and, and, and that was wonderful, uh, beyond any question of a doubt. Yeah. But COVID has affected here. We've had certain parts, uh, certain people on our staff that have had COVID, and if not them, uh, a loved one from mm-hmm. their home. Uh, and we've had to learn to do business in a different yeah. way. Uh, one of the things we have learned is the efficiency of our employees, whether they're at home doing their job or here, it's about the same. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, for some, even better. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of a new thing that's COVID's teaching us. Uh, right. Uh, so there's some benefits there. But when I hear that 400,000 Americans are dead, we're yeah. dealing with something that is unbelievably bad. You know, when this first happened, well, you started hearing about COVID probably about a little over a year ago. Yes. And, uh, you know, and of course, it affected us, you know, for a while and and everything. I would have bet money on it that by August or September, it would have been behind us and it would have been, it would have been over with. The president said Easter. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no comment. Uh, how has and let's just kind of go. We're we are recording this um, the day after a new administration. Yes, sir. On, on the federal level, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how much you can talk on the federal level because I know your experience has been in Austin uh, yeah. on your, in your political career, and we can talk about Austin, but. Currently, do you think enough is being done either at the state or the federal level to combat sexual assault and domestic violence? You know, it's not that they've abandoned any of that. I don't feel like in the last, you know, maybe five years uh, that uh, we've been a a target to reduce funding. Mm -hmm. I think the funding has stayed reasonably um, level. But there are so many other things that you could do and, and need to be done. Mm-hmm. I can remember 10 years ago, beyond any question of a doubt, on the radio, uh, the, the council uh, of, of our various different women shelters across the state of Texas uh, were just begging for money. Uh, matter of fact, I came to speak on that when I was on the Appropriations Committee. Um, and who are you hurting, you know, children? somebody that's had the television thrown at them 17 times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all in all, there's always more you that you can do. Throwing money at it isn't right. necessarily, it forces us to look at things like the thrift stores. Right. And, and maybe that's what we need to be doing anyway. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that. We, we've yeah. got other ideas there. Right. I know... I don't know if you can answer this. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but do you see or have you heard, on, at least maybe on the federal level, the Biden administration? Do you know where they stand on? I do not these causes. I absolutely do not, and it's way too early. Sure, to even you know. It, yeah, I don't think it was a big campaign issue or anything, and I, I just I didn't know if. I'm sure on those such things you're more uh, you're read up on it than I than I may be, uh, but uh, 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 a million uh, 
a million vaccines uh, per day for the next hundred days is yeah. what they're doing their best to kind of set in place. I and know. Then you've got a jillion other issues that, that need to be tended to. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Now, I do have friends that I served with in the Texas legislature that mm-hmm. are now in the Texas House, and certainly I know John Cornyn very well, for example. Uh, and I could call them, uh, and if it if it gets to the point, but that actually comes through the Texas Council to our executive directors, mm-hmm. and then they share with us. And if I need to make phone calls, I can, yeah. and I do. Well, and, and I guess, you know, for an agency like ours, and even for an agency like Burke, Having a having someone, even you know, a former legislator on the board, I'm sure probably helps because you probably know how to navigate a lot of the bureaucracy and and things like that in 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 Austin. Well, we're we're blessed in East Texas with who's been elected beyond any question of a doubt. Trent Ashby is working awfully hard, and by the way, the last two sessions he's been on the Appropriation Committee and. I know Mr. Nickel very well. Uh, he and I carried a lot of legislation together, uh-huh. so when it's necessary, I can pick the phone up and call them. And then I still have, there's probably maybe 20 people in the House that I actually served with. I served 14 years. Do you miss it? Um, only in my dreams. Quite <laughs> frankly, <laughs> I worked awfully hard, uh, and, and I'm not trying to point uh, a finger toward oh. me, but I, I gave my all to that. I really worked the best I possibly could. I chaired committees. I served on yeah. a number of committees, uh, served on the calendar committee. Uh, Heather and I would get there while it was dark in the morning and leave when it was dark at night. Yeah. And it's nice not to be under that pressure. Uh, okay. It, it, it's really there nice not be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Everybody knows Jim McReynolds, the the legislator and the state rep, the former state representative and and the board member. When you're not doing all of that, what are you what are you doing these days? Loving my wife. I've been married that old girl for fifty six years, and it's so wonderful. She's retired. I bring her coffee every morning. She says, "If I reminded you how nice it is to be retired." She taught third grade for about 30 years. Okay, so she's retired also. I, I'm right? an elder in my church, and, and okay. we're doing Zoom there as well. But yeah. we do also um, meet on Sunday morning with those that wish yeah. to come. And I serve on this board in Burke, and as I said, I've been a CASA for an awfully long time. Uh, so I have two grandchildren live across the highway. One of them I'm teaching music, and the other I'm teaching ride motorcycles. And then I have two and. Bryan College, and they're smarter than I am, so I, I can't do a whole lot of help to them. But yeah. we take mystery trips. I don't tell them where <laughs> we're going, but I grant, grant the grandchildren. Well, that's kind of neat to have grandchildren right across the street. Oh, it's wonderful. That's that's my son, Jeff McReynolds, who's a, a captain in the fire department here in Lufkin. Okay. And his wife uh, teaches over at AC, and they have a 12-year-old son named Eli and a, a 10-year-old daughter named uh, Grace Ann. And Grace Ann and I are discovering the piano together, and she reminds nice. me practicing is not fun. So are you are you a player? Do you know? <laughs> yeah, you, I uh... play the piano. Oh, okay. And uh, Eli is just into everything, so they keep me young, but yeah. I stay awfully busy. I really do. I stay awfully busy. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. Has there been anything before we before we wrap up? Is there is there something that you want to make sure we touch on before we we wrap up? Or anything that's else that's on your mind? We um, we tend primarily to women at this 
shelter. And really, uh, you know, uh, Family Crisis Center is what we are. I call us the women's shelter because I'm old, and that's what we always called it. Right. We also help take care of the abusers. We have a program called the BIF program. I learned about it when I was in the legislature. I chaired the Corrections mm -hmm. Committee, a battering intervention. So we're looking at spouses, but who's looking after the children? And that's hard for us, and the reason is they don't stay long enough. I, I told you we had a reading mm -hmm. program, special days, uh, the holidays yeah. certainly, and occasionally bringing desserts in the back back there. But if we could do, and we're tending to their medical needs and we're feeding them and being sure they got clean clothes and, and those types of things. But these kids are kind of like little trees that get stepped on and they need all the help in the world to get up uh, in the sunlight. Sure. And maybe there's some things we could be doing that we're not doing. And I really can't answer that myself. I don't know at this point. I'm, I confessed that the other day. But let's don't ever remember that we've got children who've witnessed this abuse and this assault and this neglect. Yeah. And if there's anything we can do to lighten their load, anything we can do to bring joy in their life, and, and we do a pretty good job, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. what else? So that's one of the challenges that I see in the future for us. Okay. Uh, maybe the council could point us to a, 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 a crisis center that has something in place that we don't. And maybe investigating that might be smart. But at any rate, that's a long-term goal of mine. I was a scoutmaster for a decade plus, so I know kids reasonably well. Yeah. <laughs> if you won't yeah. go camping with me yeah. every night for <laughs> 10 years, you learn about people. <laughs> uh, we can't ever give up on them, though. They're the future. Sure. So. All right. All right. Jim McReynolds, thank you My joy. so much. I appreciate that. I, <laughs> I uh, you know, we had the idea several weeks ago. So, well, you know, we've we've talked to so many people here at the agency, and we've talked to some people, a little bit, a few people outside, and and uh, let's talk to a board member. So I asked Heather if you can think of any of the board members that would be willing to be on the podcast. Who would you think? And you were the I mean, it was like wasn't even a second. Yeah, she wasn't thinking clearly that day. <laughs> and really you not. were the you were the name that 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 was mentioned. Yeah, so. but you know, when you serve on a board, <laughs> we all all of the board members here lay their gifts on the altar, and we're all different. And and ideas that I don't have that you might have or other board members might have are precious things. And we don't ever want to step on an, uh, an idea. But we yeah. want to look at that carefully. I really look forward to our future. We've got a bright future, but we're going to have to really hunker down and be dreaming what does it take to bring additional things. We now have a full-time lawyer aboard. We yeah. didn't have that. We got grants one time, but not anymore. And, mm -hmm. and there's just things that we can do yeah. that, that are beneficial to our clients. And what, what could we be doing that we're not? Yeah. So let's dream. Sounds like you're in this for the long haul. I am. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I, I appreciate it. Jim McReynolds, a uh, board member on the for the Family fam Let's start that over. Family Crisis Center of East Texas. If you have a comment or a question about uh, this episode, you can email us. Our email is conversationsandconnections at fccet.com. And if you feel like you need our services for any reason, we do have a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week hotline. That number is 1-800-828-7233. That's 
7233. And as always, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else. Right on. Thank you.